back to doing the kind of work that I really, really love, um, covering the artistic uh, design and technical side of creating bodies of water that are either decorative or recreational. Gentlemen, we are back with the Ask the Masters group, and it is my distinct honor today um, to bring to you somebody that is an icon in the industry. He, he's been around um, for a long, long time, um, working from Pool and Spa News to Watershape Magazines, Aqua, um, back back at Watershape Magazine, and and has a prolific writer of multiple books, including, including editing and helping with some of the industry standards in books. Um, he is the most well-written, most well-spoken gentleman that I know, Mr. Eric Herman. Oh gosh, Randy, I am all a flutter with that lovely introduction. Thank you, sir. It's great to be with you. Good to be with everybody else that might be listening. So uh, what should we talk about? <laughs> you know, Eric, um, you have uh, many more stories than we're going to have time to record today. Oh, that's um, for sure. So yeah, I, I think we're going to go in and, and talk about one of your favorite subjects that uh, is close and near to your heart. You've got this new job starting, and and give me a give me um where Mr. Eric Herman is within the industry today, and and a, and a quick overview of that. Well, uh, as you mentioned, I am back with Watershapes. Used to be Watershapes Magazine, uh, and it's now Watershapes.com, which is a digital online resource. You, uh, there's a question about whether you can still call it a magazine or not, uh, but I, we're kind of getting away from that. And it's an online resource. It's a, a vast uh, depository, repository of almost 4,000 articles from the years when the magazine was in print and then the years when it has just been a digital resource. So I'm back in charge of that. Uh, stepping into the huge shoes left by uh, my friend and mentor and uh, all-around great guy, Jim McCloskey, who is uh, transitioning into retirement. And um, as some may have heard, uh, Watershapes, the online resource, was recently, or last year, purchased by Watershape University, which, of course, is an educational uh, organization provider in the industry. And so there was a lot of synergies there. They bought the magazine, magazine, and uh, with Jim going into retirement, they asked me to, to step over, step into it because uh, logical choice. I was editor of Watershapes for 12 years when it was uh, in print. And then when it went out of print in the recession in 2011, I uh, left and joined Aqua Magazine as their senior editor for going on nine years. I was with the folks at Aqua. And I uh, had a great time there, wonderful experience, great people. Uh, shout out to my friends at Aqua. I miss you, love you. But now I'm with the folks at Watershapes University, working with Jim on the transition, and uh, back to doing the kind of work that I really, really love, um, covering the artistic uh, design and technical side 
of creating bodies of water that are either decorative or recreational. And, uh, you know, it's work I did for a long, long time. And it was some of the stuff I'm very, I'm the most proud of uh, was those years of water shapes. And I'm hoping to recapture that. Well, you so know, that's Larry, where I am in the industry, been wandering around and I've come back home. I like it. And, you know, um, you were uh, historically during your uh, stay at, at Watershapes, you had a, your own unique little niche. And and you actually, um, while you were a technical writer, I think, for Pool and Spa News and maybe for Aqua, you really focused on the backyard dream, the outdoor living space and featuring individuals uh, who were making those dreams come true. So uh, do you see that in, in your future now that you're back at Watershapes? Well, that's, that's really the heart of it. Um, I love the fact that this industry is, and I, the watershed industry, which I've include pool spas, fountains, landscape architecture, ponds, the whole genre of water in the human environment. Um, that whole activity is focused largely on making people happy. This is about making people feel good, to be healthy, to be relaxed, to be excited, to be together, to grow in the presence of water. And uh, that's what this industry brings. And so those, that side of it, uh, I certainly want to reflect in the work that we're doing in the, now and in the future of Water Shapes. Um, and I do want to point out that the, the, there are editions of water shapes that come out every, every two, twice a month. And it's free. If you're on the email list, it comes and there's a, uh, it's, you know, a compendium of articles, uh, new ones and some old ones and some blogs and columns and a whole bunch of stuff that uh, I think, you know, is like a little gift that can arrive in your, email box. So yes, I am blatantly promoting it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a really worthwhile thing because uh, we, and, and don't get me wrong, when we talk about the artistic side and the emotional side and the experiential side. That's a big part of it. But the technical side is equally important because without, uh, you know, the underpinning of knowing how to build stuff and design stuff, engineer it, service it, you know, all the daydreaming in the world isn't worth very much. So it's, it's a real yin and a yang kind of thing. We've always focused on the construction side in, in water shapes, that process of creation, because that is integral to the result. And so we, we look at it from a variety of angles, but the whole idea is to elevate, celebrate, and um, expose this wonderful world of water shaping, which I view as an art form, as well as a craft and a technical discipline. So yes, is the answer to your question. <laughs> so um, let's, let's grind down a little bit more on the technical aspect. And I'll tell you why I want to do that. It's because you are, are now a sister company or a, uh, a, a, have a direct relationship with Watershape University. Um, and of course, Watershape University does a lot of incredible technically 
difficult stuff. So is that, you know, while that has been something in the past you've done, uh, how will that help you, you know, moving forward as being a, a, a partner with Watership University? Well, we certainly want to harmonize our content with their education. And a lot of it is technical in nature. And, uh, you know, through the university and working with some of the, you know, some really gifted uh, people on that side of it, you know, like Dave Peterson, and Bill Drakeley are uh, really accomplished. And it's because they are highly technical people. And, um, you know, I do, I have written a lot of technical articles over the years and we're going to continue to do so with some of the instructors and, and we'll be covering topics that might be covered in courses and then there'll be points where it's not exactly the same. But, you know, I'm, it's a, having those kind of people in the loop uh, when you're generating editorial content is a huge asset. And so uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, feed off of uh, the content of the education to uh, populate water shapes with, you know, I hope, hopefully really useful stuff. Yeah, you know, and to expound upon that a little bit, uh, not, not only are we talking like Dave Peterson, Bill Drakeley, but we're talking about a whole host of other characters in the cast there that are major influencers within the industry. And I know we wouldn't be able to name everybody here real quick, but let me uh, take a quick attempt at it so you don't have to try. I mean, <laughs> you know, we've got the world famous Mikey Nance and his artistic skills over there. In the, Nance. Yeah, the dean of... Um, culture and then uh, a dean of culture and let's stop on that for a second what a great title that is huh dean of culture wow uh, the, the likes of uh guys like uh rick chafee and his technical aspects and, and acrylic panel expertise dave penton with his hydraulics and the way he does and i know i'm going to miss a bunch of people here but you know right on down the line of just endless amounts paulo benedetti on on some of the uh, technical code writing stuff you know the same, a bit of the same cast of characters that used to be in the old water shapes but you know i think we've got a whole new realm of these people that are migrating up and are ready to take the reins from this uh, let's say older aging crowd within the industry well there is a generational change that's going on. There are a lot of uh, young people coming into the fold, which is really exciting. Uh, in terms of the group of people that you're talking about, yeah, I mean, there's uh, all sorts of people that we've been working with for more than 20 years, you know. Mike Nance was on the cover of the second issue of Water Shapes um, ever, placing a big boulder in a pond. And, uh, you know, a, one of the really gratifying aspects of the work that I do and have done is, are, is these long-term relationships with, with really, really wonderful people. Yeah, and, you know, Watershapes University has, uh, uh, you know, kind of an all-star cast of instructors. And it, it is, there's, there's the familiar names and there's a bunch of, new folks coming into the fold as well. So, um, yeah, that's, that development of the people that contribute to a publication and contribute to an ed educational program 
is really the essence of how these things become kind of a family. You know, people have shared interests. They want to share information. They go to events together. They have dinners together. They sit in classes together. They become friends and oftentimes travel. So, you know, in a large, to a large extent, this whole thing is, is really personal in nature. I know it is for me. Always has been. So I, I want to uh, move away from, I think we did a great job uh, doing this and talk about the other uh, accomplishments you've had as a, as a, a writer in your life. And, you know, I haven't counted each and every one of them, but I'm aware of, you know, hundreds of books that you've either, uh, that you've, you've either written or you've uh, edited or let's call it wordsmithed um, all the way through, you know, those books, um, you actually, uh, for Varic Studios over here have written scripts for us for major manufacturers before. And, and, uh, you're an unbelievable script writer, which I think is an aspect of, um, things that people don't recognize that you can, you can write actual motivational scripts. So where is that portion of, of Eric Herman's life gone? Are, are you going to continue uh, doing writing, editing and, um, and, and, uh, script writing? Well, it's all I do. I mean, I'm one of those people that's very fortunate to have found a career in doing what I love. Um, I recognized very early on in college, really, that writing could be, uh, writing, editing, could be a tremendously um, flexible way to live, make a living and, and lead to a lot of personal freedom. And I'm kind of one of those people that's hooked on curiosity anyway. Like, I'm actually interested in everything. Uh, they're very, there's nothing that bores me. And so I have professional license to talk about all this stuff. And uh, most of my career has been centered on the subject of water in one way or another. But there's a whole other side of my writing life. Um, you know, and it is a life. It's more a lifestyle than a job. Uh, you know, I'm constantly taking in information and thinking about how that could be turned into some content that might interest someone. I'm always thinking about what people's needs are in terms of communication. You know, last several years, I have done uh, most book editing um, has been part of it. Um, I'm working on some things right now on book length projects with people. Uh, I've done a lot of website writing, a lot of, uh, I do a lot of ghost writing for blogs. I sort of am a, do the Cyrano de Bergerac thing with people where I'll write something on somebody's behalf and we work together. Um, so there are a lot of aspects to it. I write poetry, I write fiction. Uh, my, I come from a family of writers. My dad is a best-selling novelist. My, my son is an amazing uh, author himself. My daughter's a legal writer. And, you know, I mean, it's just, I have a nephew that's this great writer. It's just, it just it, it, it's part of the life that I've led and, and the family that I grew up in. So it's really a source of joy and fascination, frustration sometimes. But, um, you know, I don't remember all the stuff I've done at this point. You know, I'm going to be 60 years old. I've been writing since I graduated from college. So I probably should have done a better job keeping track. <laughs> 
Well, I, I think most of it was probably all written down and uh, is in the journal somewhere. You know, it's up there somewhere. You know, um, I've always thought that the published work that I've done is the real record. My, you know, people say, "Do you keep notes and and stuff like that?" No, I don't really. I uh, I I rely on what is presented to the public to stand on its own. Um, and so, but it's all down out there. And, you know, if you go to watershapes.com, you're going to find hundreds upon hundreds of things that, that I've done with the help of a lot of really great people. So you touched on it a little bit as uh, some things that probably people are unaware of. Um, I want to walk you back. Um, you, uh, Northern Orange County, you, uh, you, have, you have two wonderful children um, who you put through college. Um, and uh, give, give us a quick update on those and Eric Herman's personal life, along with a, a new bride I think you've got in your life. Well, I've been married to Diane for uh, going on 10 years. Uh, I have two beautiful grown children, uh, one granddaughter, the children Brett and Amanda, who are just always been amazing and um, so yeah I was talking about my family a little bit there you know I mean I'm very very lucky uh, to always have had great people in my life my mom and dad are still alive doing very very well my dad's still writing um, so and we we just recently moved from Washington State lived there for several years well four years and now I'm, I'm coming to you from uh, Palm Springs, California. Diane and I moved back here uh, about six weeks ago uh, in the middle of a global pandemic, which was interesting. But <laughs> uh, we moved back here because of grandchildren. We have three grandchildren between her kids and my kids, you know, blended family. And there are two more on the way within just a few weeks. So we're going to have five grandkids. So we're back in Southern California to be close to our family and friends. And um, I am just uh, happy and as lucky as can be looking forward to when, you know, things open up a bit and we get back out there and start doing what we do. But I really can't complain, you know, and it, it all comes down to the people that I've, you know, had in my life. And I'm, I'm very grateful. Well, you know, as always, Eric, I mean, there's, there's so many great stories and there's hundreds more to tell as, as I'm looking hundreds, forward hundreds. Uh, to getting forward. But what I'd like to wrap up with possibly today is, um, is putting you on the spot a little bit. I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but I, I really want to see your vision for the overall outdoor living space industry through your crystal ball because you are quite a bit of a visionary. And, um, and give us your aspect of what the writers should look for and what you'll be looking to cover in your magazine in the future to carry us on to this next evolution of where this industry is going in early 2020 as, as we regress into this brand new century. Well, Randy, I gotta be honest, everybody. My crystal ball predicting the future has been broken well, it's always been broken. I've never been a great prognosticator of things. I, you know, um, obviously what's going on right now with the uh, coronavirus and everybody, you know, what is on everyone's mind. Uh, 
a number of the builders I've talked to recently have said that their phones are ringing off the hook, that people that can afford to either upgrade their backyard or put a brand new environment back there are seeing that as a priority now. And that's for understandable reasons. You know, if you think about what a swimming pool would mean to a family that's isolated, you know, you have your fun at home. That's huge. Well, I think that uh, that's going to be a factor. How big a factor? You know, nobody knows at this point. It's funny. I'll, I'll share a little story with you. Uh, about six weeks ago, I was in the middle of packing up to move. And I get this call, and it's uh, from our old buddy in the industry, uh, Vance Gillette. And, you know, Vance has been in retirement for a while and one of the great figures ever in, in, the, in the history of the industry. And it's really great to be friends with him. Uh, and he called me up. He's like, Eric, Eric, I know what's going to happen. I said, everybody's going to want a pool because we're all stuck at home. And he was just on fire with this. And I'm like, you know, at the time I thought, oh man, you know, if it gets to that, everybody's going to be so broke, no one's going to be able to buy a pool. Well, as it turns out, it looks like old Vance was right yet again. Uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of pent up demand. And I think there's going to be increased demand because people see the value of being able to enjoy themselves at home. And nothing enhances that ability more than a swimming pool and you, you add in an outdoor kitchen and you know a well-organized space with different areas for different activities and now you've got uh you know something of real value it's not something you're just going to look at every once in a while you know these days people have an increased appreciation of the ability to have fun in their own space so I think that's a driver. Um, as far as the rest of it goes, you know, I don't know. Uh, I think people are discovering that there's a lot of fun to be had in their own walls. So I think it all kind of roads lead back to that. It all amounts to experience, to the positive experience that we all want to have. And when you have a beautiful outdoor environment with a pool or a spa or a water park, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's going to be a source of enjoyment and happiness. And so that's what I think people will be gravitating towards things that really make them happy. Maybe there's a little silver lining in all this thing that we've been through that you might appreciate things a little more I'd like to think so and uh, you know being able to be with your family and be proud of your surroundings and own something I think that's those are the core values that are going to define the future just as they really have the past wow what a what a great place to um, to wrap today's session up and say that we are looking forward to many many more chapters of Eric Herman um, as we progress through and uh, hopefully we'll get you back on this show uh, to to tell some more stories because there's endless amounts of stories. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the number one writer in the industry, the world famous Mr. Eric Herman. We're out of here. Ask the Masters is dedicated to educating, mentoring, 
and designing a better workplace for the swimming pool industry and their families. Please take a moment to share, like, and review our content with all of those that would be interested.